Welcome to Crazy Enough to Win. I'm your host, John Grubbs. Welcome to the podcast. So today we're going to talk about mojo. Can you get your team's mojo back? Do you feel like you're, well, running on a sense of constant mediocrity, ho-hum, putting in the minimum amount of effort required to get things done? So the question I want to start with is, can mediocrity dull the hunger pains for excellence in an organization? Can accepting the status quo doom your team to mediocrity? Staying hungry for that which provides the most benefit is extremely challenging and often elusive to many organizations. In other words, people just start going through the motions or worse, they start to feel like, well, like they're just doing the same thing over and over and over again. They've lost that hunger. And there are many factors that contribute to lost hunger as an organization. This episode will focus on some common reasons we lose the drive toward excellence. Now, I'm not saying this list is the entire list, but your team can certainly reclaim breakthrough by addressing these individually and collectively. So if your team has lost their mojo, stick around. I want you to hear the ending of this episode. Hang on. Enjoy the ride. So finding success can be our worst enemy. <laughs> Let me say that again. Finding success can be our worst enemy. This may sound crazy, but marginal success can literally dull the pains that drive us toward excellence. I mean, unhealthy food can kill the same hunger that the proper food can provide. And this phenomenon was evident in all of the recent quiet quitting, all of the things that are going on in the workplace with people being dissatisfied, the great reshuffle, the great resignation. All these things are examples of this hunger that was lost by organizations all over the world. And the, robu the robust economy that we have created such abundance that businesses did not have to be excellent to succeed. Now, there are some headwinds coming in the economy. Some say deep recession, some say shallow re recession. But most companies are starting to, well, get in hunker-down mode. They're not necessarily driving. They're looking to survive. And poor leadership and marginal management well, it can actually dampen the enormous opportunity that the economy has for many organizations. And as success was delivered, the same company, well, that same company can lose the drive that gave them the success to begin with. And predictably, the first economic challenges that we face are often, well, 
seen as either extreme or as, well, marginal at best. And the fundamentals of a hard work and determination to improve are absolute for long-term success in any market, regardless of whether it's moving up or moving down. So hang on. These are some things that I think you will find extremely valuable to get your company's mojo back. The first thing that I notice, some companies lose their emphasis on employee development. They see employee development as something that is necessary, but not necessarily a competitive strategy. And I believe wholeheartedly that the team with the best talent wins. And winning companies, excited companies, enthusiastic companies are constantly keeping their people in a state of positive discomfort, just outside of that comfort zone. Because decreasing emphasis on developing people is the very recipe for mediocrity. People are good enough. They're performing adequately. Things are fine. And failing to have a robust learning effort creates an environment where people become comfortable and are not challenged to to grow and are not challenged to improve. Mediocre companies cannot afford to train while winning organizations understand that learning is a mandatory part of the business model for success. Doing more with less requires capable team members with the talent and flexibility to remove the barriers of not my job, as is common for the organizational masses. Don't you hate that? Not my job. Or when people are trying to stay in a small box, just do their little piece of what the organization needs. And I said it clearly, and I'll say it again. Mediocre companies cannot afford to train while winning understand winning organizations understand that learning and development are mandatory constantly constantly rethinking how people learn and USA today survey revealed that 50% of companies plan to promote the best talent to keep them on the team during this economy 48% they would said they would raise salaries as the primary strategy to keep from losing players And the painful truth is that most companies have no plan and no strategy to keep the best and brightest. They think just paying them more is all they need to do to keep top talent. And some companies take the talent on the team for granted while spending little to nothing on the development of that same talent. And this permeates the organization with mediocre people doing mediocre jobs And no one is required to constantly improve performance. Over time, people can literally feel entitled to their job and get comfortable to the point of, well, flat-out complacency. It's good enough. If it isn't broke, don't fix it. And I want you to consider the big fish in the little pond analogy. The fish, the big fish can have whatever it wants. There is no one to challenge its place in the environment. Daily, it feeds on the little fish, gets slow and fat. Days and nights of comfort and a lack of any threat makes the fish, 
well, seem very successful. The smaller fish may envy the big fish and the status it occupies in the small pond. And one day, one day the rain starts and they don't stop. The land is flooded and suddenly the big fish is part of a lake many times larger than the original pond. Suddenly and quickly, the big fish finds itself in an environment of much larger and more physically superior fish. Not long after the flood and the change of status, the fish, the original big fish, is consumed and made part of the environment. Many companies and employees are like that fish. A perceived lack of threat creates apathy, and that apathy makes people feel comfortable. The rare organization is truly performance-based to the point that people are pushed and challenged for excellence constantly. A safe environment can be the most significant challenge facing a mediocre team. So what drives, what drives hunger for success in life? And how does this hunger seem to fade as marginal success enters our lives? The true challenge for any successful leader is to create an environment that pushes employees to their perceived capability and then just a bit further in order to grow. This challenge is often neglected because managers are not taught and don't know how far they can push the talent on the team. And this ignorance leads to inaction and the organization starts to settle. I mean, think about the people around you on the job. How many people are getting by with just enough effort? They're not being challenged. They can mail it in. They can do the job in much less time than they actually take to do the job. They're not being challenged. They're not being pushed. They're not growing. They're the big fish mentality that life is good and I don't need to constantly work and keep my game at the top. Hmm. There's good news here as well. Just as in the sports that has impacted most of our lives, we can learn. We can learn to improve continually with incremental magic. Just as coaches and teachers have pushed us in the past, the same is necessary for the present and for the future. In the future, the executive without the coach will be the exception, while those with personal coaches will be the norm. Being pushed is sometimes the only way to stay hungry in the game of life. Now I want you to apply this to your own current circumstance. Think about your own organization. Are your people constantly being put in a state of positive discomfort? so that they are just outside of that comfort zone in a good way that requires them to continually learn, to continually sharpen their acts so that they work smarter, not harder. The leaders of the future will be those who challenge others. I've created a talent retention quadrant, a TRQ, and I measure for organizations, I measure how challenged the employees feel on the job. And I measure 
how appreciated or important they feel in their current role. And I'll tell you, the employees who feel challenged at a higher level and feel important and appreciated in their work, well, those people tend to stay in their current roles. People who aren't very challenged, who can do the job in their sleep, those people, well, if they're not appreciated and not made to feel important, they leave. And if you challenge people, but you don't make sure they feel important and appreciated for the work that they do, well, they burn out. And the people who feel appreciated and important, but don't feel much challenge in the work, well, they become bored. So as you take this information, as you look toward the future of your organization, remember the fish analogy. If your people aren't constantly having to work on their business game, if they're not having to constantly improve their skills, as the organization grows, it outgrows the talent that currently exists. I mean, I've watched some companies go from from very small companies to medium-sized companies, and because the talent did not keep pace with the demands of the organization, those people were outgrown. And it's a tragedy when the organization can't see that they've outgrown certain people, especially in key roles, and they remain small or mediocre as a result. Hmm. The big fish in the little pond. Or do you want to be a hungry, growing fish in a bigger pond with more opportunity? This podcast is for people who are crazy enough to know that they need to grow in order to survive. They need to get better in order to know how to survive. And if your organization has lost its mojo, do you feel like many employees are just going through the motions, just putting in the bare minimum to survive? Then you may be suffering from the disease of mediocrity. And, you know, I tell people all the time that mediocre is a disease. It's a disease. It's an infection that people get that causes them to be complacent in how they do their work. And they don't feel the need to continually get better at what they do. I mean, I heard someone say something wise recently. They said, you are either green and growing or ripe and rotting. Think about that from your people's point of view. Are your people green and growing or are they ripe and rotting? Are they ripe with complacency? Are they ripe with mediocrity? Are they ripe with ordinary? Or do you constantly train and train and train and require more and more and more in a positive way so that people feel challenged and feel appreciated and important on the job? So if you want to know more about this topic, you can actually reach me at www.johngrubs.com. That is www.johngrubbs.com. That is my website. You can get a hold of me there. There's tons of free information there. I've got links to my YouTube videos. I've got articles that you can download. I've got a lot of free information that you can get. I would love for you to suggest a, well, suggest a topic that you would like to hear on this podcast. I mean, we're so blessed to have listeners around the world. People get a hold of me. People say, John, I really love that episode. I want to know more about this. I want to know more about that. You can reach me and interact with me through 
my website. Heck, I even give away a free book. If you go to johngrubs.com, you can actually have a free copy of one of my books. It's a leadership book that is based on the idea of servant leadership. And people ask me, they say, well, John, why do you give a book away on your website? Why do you give a book away that sells for $20 on Amazon? Well, here's my gift to you. You are giving me the most precious gift one human can give another, and that is your precious time. And in exchange for that gift, I will give you a copy of that book just for going to that website. You can download it as a PDF file, or you can download it as a Mobi file if you read your books on Kindle. Now, why this podcast? Why Crazy Enough to Win? You see, most people chase comfort. Most people chase the ordinary. Most people, well, they accept mediocrity in their lives. And I wanted to create a podcast for people who are crazy enough to go against the grain, to push against what's normal. Because crazy people do things that other people are afraid to do. Crazy people do things that the world has never seen before. Crazy people get things done. And this podcast is for people crazy enough to win. Until next time.